Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. Do you consistently have the feeling that you're being used, maybe undervalued, underappreciated? Do you find your schedule getting fuller and fuller and fuller and you becoming busier and busier and busier? Do you find yourself looking after others at the cost of your own personal health or maybe your marriage or your family? Do you find yourself lacking compassion and patience and being generous towards people? This could be a sign that you haven't established proper boundaries in your life. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about boundaries. You see, the health of any relationship, whether it's with ourselves or with others or with God, all depends on you and I having healthy boundaries. You see, codependency is particularly driven by a lack of healthy boundaries in a relationship, in any relationship. But other addictions are also seriously affected by this. You see, when I don't establish healthy boundaries, when you don't establish healthy boundaries for yourself and with other people, you can feel underappreciated. You can feel used. You can feel violated. You can feel angry. And my emotional state is affected. And resentment can come into my life and into my heart. And resentment is deadly because it poisons every other relationship that you have. Webster defines resentment in this way, a feeling of indignant displeasure or persistent ill will at something that's regarded as wrong or insult or injury. And what happens is when that feeling enters your life and my life, then joy and peace and contentment and generosity exits because those feelings will drain the life out of us. Resentment will just do that. And we become very, very susceptible to self-medicating and other addictive substance abuse or activities. And what happens is we end up trying to escape from the feeling of being undervalued or underappreciated or being used. That only brings temporary relief and never really solves the problem. And so what we have to understand is part of our healing, if you're gonna be healthy, if I'm gonna be healthy in our relationships and in life, is learning how to set boundaries that minimize the resentment and pain so that we can be kind, we can be compassionate, we can be generous. And that's why boundaries are important. That's why Solomon wrote this many, many years ago. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. You see, your heart is your inner person. It's everything that is important to you, your feelings, your emotions, your decisions. It's your core values. And so he says, guard your heart for everything, not most, not some, everything flows from it. And the word guard here is, is a word that, that means prison guard. It's a Hebrew word. It means prison guard, that, that you guard your heart from the exterior influences, but you also guard and keep those things that need to be inside there so that they don't leave you, such as joy and peace and generosity. And so he says here, guard your heart like a, a, a prison guard would guard the prison. Now, 
Here's what we need to understand. And this is why it's so important. God has created you and I as relational beings because he's a relational God. And so he has a design and a way in which he wants you and I to function in our relationships with one another. That's why Paul writes this. He says, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now, what was the mindset of Christ Jesus when he came to earth and when he related to other people? Well, John gives us the picture of it when he says this. The word, referring to Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. Now, here's the mindset. Came from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. And so Jesus's mindset in relating to people was to be full of grace and full of truth. So he wants you and I to be full of grace and full of truth. Now, let me explain it to you, okay? Grace, okay? Grace is, is you and I being kind and compassionate to one another, the way in which God is kind and compassionate to you and me. Paul writes this in Ephesians 4.32. He says, be kind and compassionate one to another. You see, God is kind and compassionate to you and me. God is for you. He's on your side no matter what you do. And so what Paul is saying is that we need to extend that to other people. That, that grace in our relationship with God means that we can't do anything to cause him to love us more or to love us less, that he just loves us. And when we experience that grace vertically, we're called to now express it horizontally. And this is one of the ingredients of a great relationship, grace. Why? Because cre grace creates the environment of where it's a safe place. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. And so you don't have to shut down. You can be yourself. You can be vulnerable. And so grace is so important because it makes people feel safe because we're kind and compassionate towards them. But there's another side to this, and that is truth, truth. You see, Jesus combined the two of grace and truth. Our tendency is either to be a person of grace or a person of truth. But we're called to be people who have grace, we create that safe place, but truth. And when we do that, what happens is it breaks down the barriers of relationships. And we're allowed to be able to be vulnerable and honest and truthful with one another without shaming one another or condemning one another. And Jesus came to establish these two units into one. And it's an unbelievable combination. Every great relationship has grace and truth. Truth is you're gonna live in reality. Grace is you're gonna provide a safety net there so that you can tell the truth to one another. You see, truth provides the structure that we need so that we don't end up wrecking our lives. Grace says, I'm for you and you are safe with me. Grace says, you know what? You have a safe place. Truth says, I need to give you some feedback so you don't ruin your life. You see, Ephesians, Paul continues and says this, instead we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. You see, we all need grace and truth in every relationship because we all need to grow. We all need to develop. And that's part of setting healthy boundaries. Solomon says it like this. He says, faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects us out of what? Love and concern. That's grace and truth. 
but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda. And so what he's saying here is that every relationship needs to be full of grace and full of truth. Now, truth usually hurts before it helps. And a person of humility wants to live in reality. They want to live in truth because they want to grow. Because they, they understand that, that I need grace. I need to be able to have a place of where it's safe to be who I am. But I also need somebody who loves me enough to tell me the truth, okay? And they correct me and they challenge me out of love. And so it's the law of relational physics, okay? That, that we need grace and truth. And so we need to be able to set proper boundaries because it's so important. And, and, and there's a couple of reasons why this is necessary in all of our lives. Let me give you two. One is people are out of control. There's people in your life that's out of control, okay? And, and, and you know who they are right now. They present themselves as being more important than everyone else. Their needs are more urgent than everyone else. And if we're not careful, we will give control over to them, okay? And what we need is boundaries to strengthen our relationship. Otherwise, we find ourselves out of control. And Paul understood this, and he writes this to a group of people who needed to, to understand that they were boundaries in their relationship with God as well as with other people. Here's what he writes. He says, let us conduct ourselves properly and honorably as in the light of day, not carousing or drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity, check this out, and irresponsibility, okay? Not in quarreling and jealousy, okay? That's so, so huge. What he is saying here is that, you know what? There are some attitudes, some behaviors that are off the chart. They're impulsive, they're destructive, and people can act them out, and they will end up destroying relationships and people. And so we need to be able to respond in grace and truth. But sometimes people who are out of control, they reject the grace and the truth. And probably the best example of someone who is out of control is an addict. An addict is, is controlled by something. It may be alcohol, it may be drugs, it may be pornography, it may be some substance or behavior, but everything in their life centers around that. And what can happen is that person can begin to take responsibility, okay, in an unhealthy way for their problems, for their pain, for their emotions, and you end up trying to fix them. You end up trying to rescue them. You end up enabling them. You end up caring more for them than they care for themselves, and that's called codependency, and that's not healthy. And so what we have to realize is that we need boundaries because there will be people in your life and my life. It may be a son, it may be a daughter, it may be a, a, a spouse, maybe a friend, who their life is out of control. And what happens is they're gonna want you to fix them. They're gonna want you to rescue them. And what we have to understand is until the pain of remaining the same becomes greater than the pain of change, there'll be no change. And so people are what? out of control, but there's another group, and that is people who are controlling. We need to set boundaries for people who want to control us. They don't respect boundaries. They don't hear and accept the word no. They exhibit unhealthy behaviors, such as anger, manipulation, all right? And this ultimately causes hurt in one's life, and without proper boundaries, there's no limits to the amount of control that they will exert. 
and they will do whatever they need to do to get what they want because they feel the necessity to control others. And here's what I would say to you. No one has the right to control another person. The only person who has the right to control you is Jesus Christ. He's the safest one. See, Paul says it like this. He says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, okay? Set boundaries then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. This is the good news. Jesus died so that you and I could be free, so that we would be able to choose. And you should be free to choose how you spend your time, how you spend your money. You should be free to express your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings in every relationship and what is important to you. You should be able to, to say, this is what I, I, I want. And you should be able to say, this is how I want to be treated. And this is how I want to be respected. This is how I want to be loved. You see, what happens is you need to be able to determine those things. And yet we can have people in our life who don't want you to have that freedom. And if we're not careful, if we don't have healthy boundaries, we go along to get along. And you know what? We become resentful. We become bitter. And so what happens is our relationships suffer in other areas. And if we have a thought or an opinion, they blow up. And, and so what happens is they blow up because they want to control you. You see, there's two ways in which people control other people. One is through anger. If you don't give me my way, then I'm going to get angry and I will blow up. The second way is through guilt. That if you don't, if you don't let me have what I want, then I will be hurt. I'll be, I'm not angry. I'm not, I'm just so hurt. And I'm telling you, guilt is just as powerful as anger. It's just as controlling as anger. And so whether it is a person who is out of control or a controlling person in your life through anger and guilt, you need to be able to set boundaries so that you can be a person who's compassionate, kind, loving, and generous, and not resentful and angry. So let me give you some things that I believe that will help you, okay? First of all, refuse to rescue. Refuse to rescue. You cannot be all things to all people and still have enough strength and care for your own self and for those who are important to you. Knowing what you need to own and taking responsibility for that gives you and I freedom. You see, you don't own your life and your choices and your options, okay? if you don't have boundaries. You've got to have boundaries. You see, you're not responsible for other people, okay? You're not responsible for other people. You're responsible to other people. When you and I take the responsibility for other people, we get unhealthy. Look at what Galatians has to say. It says, carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the requirements of the law of Christ. All right, so we need to help one another. But he goes on to say this. He says, for every person will have to bear with patience his own burden of faults and shortcomings for which he alone is what? Responsible, responsible for. So what happens is, here's what he's saying, that you and I should not do for other people what they can do for themselves. And that means your kids too, mom and dad. We're to help other people who have burdens that are too big for them to deal with alone. But everyone has to carry their own load. And we need to do that. 
We need to be able to have sacrificial love and help people who, who maybe emergencies or, or things have happened that's out of their control. But we can't be doing things for other people when they can do it for themselves. We just can't do it, okay? You see, the difference between a burden is that we're supposed to help other people with that. A load is the everyday cares of life, okay? It's the cargo. It's the daily toll that we have. And so you have to allow them to be able to work that out on their own. You have to be able to let them suffer their own consequences of their choices. Otherwise, people will train you. They will train you to rescue them and to enable them and empower them. And then what happens is you'll end up walking on eggshells around them. You see, what happens is people will disregard your words and your boundaries. And what happens is you need to be able to say, you know what, I refuse to rescue you. And so I need to be able to say, hey, you know what? If you continue this behavior, I will leave the room. If you continue this behavior, I will leave the house. If you continue this behavior, I'm not going to be able to give you my time, my money, my energy, or my heart. You see, Proverbs says it like this, a man of great anger will bear the penalty for his quick temper and lack of self-control, okay? For if you rescue him and do not let him learn from the consequences of his actions, you will only have to rescue him over and over and over again. Some of you, you're rescuing people over and over and over again because you have not allowed them to suffer the consequences of their own choices. And it's made you resentful and angry and mad. So refuse to rescue others. Secondly, be honest. Just be honest. Be honest, one of the most difficult things in placing proper boundaries is telling the truth. And this is because, uh, you know, whenever you tell the truth, there's a little bit of confrontation. But we must be able to have conversations with grace, safe place, but truth, reality, okay? And the moment that you're not able to be honest with others in your life is the moment that your boundaries begin to break down. Look at what Paul writes in Ephesians 4.25. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth. Isn't that a great quality? They always speak the truth. For we all belong to one another. See, your relationship with other people affects your relationship with your spouse and with your kids and with your mom and your dad and everybody. And, and so we need to learn to tell the truth. That's why Jesus, who was full of grace and truth, he says this. He says, if your fellow believers sin against you, you must go to that one privately and attempt to resolve the matter. That's grace. You create a safe place to have a conversation. If he responds, your relationship is restored. So you've got to have the tough talk. We need one another to love us enough to tell us the truth with grace. And this is one of the functions of being in relationships, Okay. You see, there are things that, that you may not be aware of, that I may not be aware of, that we may not perceive or we don't understand how we're coming across or how we're affecting people. That's why we're called to be able to love one another and to be able to tell one another the truth. You see, relationships always involve love but grace and truth. And so I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm not trying to judge you. I want a better relationship. This is about us, and so I'm telling you the truth. 
with love, okay? This isn't selfishness. It's about stewardship. It's about our relationship. I want our marriage to be healthy. I, I, want, I want to have a great relationship with you as a, as a son or as a daughter. And so what happens is you're not trying to fix them. You're not trying to enable them. You're not trying to, to rescue them. You're trying to, to be honest and truthful with them because you don't want them to miss out on God's best and you don't want to miss out on God's best. Let me give you the third skill, and that is clarify your boundaries. Clarify your boundaries. This is so, so, so important, okay? Look, look what it says here. This is so important. Jesus says this. He says, let your yeses be yes and let your noes be no. Anything more than this comes from the devil. Wow. Basically, you're just letting people know this is okay and this is not okay. This is how I want to be treated. This is how I don't want to be treated. And, and, and when you do that, you will find yourself being more compassionate, empathetic, and generous. You see, when you let people do things that are not okay and get away with behaviors that are not okay with you, what happens is you'll become hateful and resentful. And it's much better to be loving and kind and generous and compassionate and straightforward with this is okay and this is not okay than to be resentful and hateful and angry. You see, we have to remember that no is a complete sentence. You don't have to add anything to it. Jesus said, let your Yeses be yes and your noes be noes. And if people don't like those, if they don't like your limits, they don't like your boundaries, empathize with them. Be kind and compassionate, but stand your ground. Be firm. And when they ask you why you said no, just say, well, that just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. You know, it doesn't work for me the way in which you're responding. It doesn't work for me the behavior that you're exhibiting. It doesn't work for me, the words that you are using. It doesn't work for me, the tone of voice that you have. And so you clarify your boundaries. And then you love at all times. You love at all times. You gotta love at all times. That's grace and truth. The foundation is love. See, Jesus said it like this, the one who's full of grace and truth. He says, a new command I give you, love one another just as I have loved you. How does Jesus love you and I? Grace, he creates a safe place, and truth. He's gonna tell us the truth. He says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So we're called to love one another with grace, create a safe place to have a conversation, but with truth, honesty, to love one another. Now, what is love? It's not a feeling, okay? It's a choice. Look at what Paul says about love. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievement nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor, okay? Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Okay, that's the grace part. Here's the truth part. Love joyfully, though, celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Wow, <laughs> that's the truth part. See, Jesus was full of grace and truth. And if we're gonna have great relationships, we have to have the mindset of Jesus. That means we have to be full of grace, we have gotta create a safe place, but we have to be full of truth. We have gotta be honest with people. 
And those two ingredients will allow you and I to set boundaries so that we can be kind and compassionate and generous with other people. Otherwise, we'll be resentful, angry, and hateful. So let me leave you with some questions because you need to ask yourself these questions, okay? Are there people in your life that you need to stop rescuing? Are there people in your life that you need to be honest with, truthful? If so, who and what? Are there places in your life that you don't have clear boundaries and and the fact of the matter is you're resentful towards them and you're angry and you need to clarify them with the people in your life, maybe a husband, maybe a wife, maybe a son, maybe a daughter, maybe a, a friend, maybe a coworker? See, what I want you to do is I want you to make a list of what and who takes up the majority of your time? (laughs) And does it line up with your values, with what you believe is important, what you believe God has for you? And then finally, is there someone you need to show love to that you need to really tell them the truth and quit lying and deceiving them? And then finally, are you respecting other people's boundaries? Or have you become a person that's out of control or one who wants to control others? It will destroy the relationships that are most valuable to you. Listen, good, strong, healthy relationships, all of them have boundaries and they're full of grace, a safe place, and they're full of truth of where we can speak to one another from our hearts. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you that you're full of grace and truth, that we can always come to you and know that we're in a safe place and we can be honest and vulnerable and transparent before you. But we also know that you're a God of truth. You're going to challenge us. You're going to correct us. You're, 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 going, to, you're, you're going to place boundaries in our life so that we can be healthy and whole. And you want us to relate to one another the way in which you have related to us. And so God, today, I pray that we would deal with our resentment and our anger and our hate and that we would be courageous and bold and live out grace and truth, that we would set healthy boundaries knowing that it will enable us to be kind and compassionate and generous to people in our life. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.